All right, thank you guys. How's everybody doing this morning? Hey, man. Welcome to New City Church. Uh, my name is Casey. I'm one of the pastors here uh, here at our church. Uh, got a lots of brand new faces and some faces, frankly, that uh, that I I keep seeing. I keep asking every week, "Hey, what's your name again?" And it's like, uh, "Yeah, dude, seriously, man, uh, you, you know, we're gonna have to choke if you don't forget my name." So please fill out those those sign up sheets. We every, you know I like to look at those every week. Try to connect with uh, okay, connect name, face, that kind of thing too. And this, if you are a first-time visitor, this really helps if, you're, if you have a Connect card. Actually, what I'd like everybody to do, if you can, can you pull out the Connect card in front of you? If it's, there's a Connect card in the seat back in front of you, pull it out, read along with me. Um, like I said, we, have, we are going through uh, a, a period of, well, you look how crowded we are right now, right? First, first service was pretty crowded as well. And so consistently over the last three months, now this is a truly a miracle in a lot of ways because two years ago, three years ago, this church went through a period uh, where it had to essentially close the doors. There were seven uh, dedicated people that were coming to the church and what God has done and he's grown us to about 250 people in a couple of years. And so I'm, I'm amazed by that. It's not just the numerical growth that we're impressed by. We're impressed with God's favor, God's sending people coming people coming to know the lord we have had about 20 baptisms this year so far we've got two on easter scheduled this this time it's just amazing time that god has given us so we are uh you know fortunately we are um growing and that kind of thing but this building was not designed for this number of people we're glad to have this number of people but but we are going to need to go to three services so here's what i want to do if you are not serving anywhere, I want to kind of go through some of the areas where you can serve. And if you, you know, say, hey, you know, there's a, there's a third service or, you know, hey, I don't care whatever service I go to. Uh, services are going to start at 845, which for some people like eight anything is like, hey, and some people are like, hey, that's too late, man. Get it early. We're like a, like a, like a sunrise service every Sunday type of thing. Like, no, nah, you guys are maniacs and, and all that. But um, 845, 10 o'clock and 1130. And that's going to help spread some of the, like, like today we are actually needing some more chairs. We got people standing in the lobby, that kind of thing. So, which is, which is cool. But, um, we got a couple, hey, if anybody, we got, I think we got four chairs over here. And, uh, if you want to get spit on, you can sit on the front. Nobody sits on the front. We can have the front start in the middle and be like, it'd be empty. And that's like, except for the cool people, right? Right. <coughs> My wife and I usually sit up front too, with y'all. So it's all good. It's all good. So want to do a couple of things is um it, so you got these connect cards everybody got one in front of you so you can read along with me everybody good here's what i want you to do the front part of this is if you are a first-time guest to new city church uh we we did have a guest that used to go to the church that was here this like like three years ago and they haven't they haven't seen oh man it's this great and they're like oh this is wonderful so if you are a first-time guest to new city uh, uh check that out uh put your name email phone number or social security i mean uh any of the information, pertinent information, that we could contact you. We want to get to know you. We want to uh, see where you are in the Lord. We want to make you a disciple of Jesus Christ because that's what he said to do. Amen? So we want to get that information from you if you can. Uh, also, it has your birthday on it. Michael Boland is your birthday. Hey, buddy. I told, some, I told one of the new visitors it's a dance floor back there, and they looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, okay, I better not joke like that much anymore, but... Um, but you'll get to know us. It's all good. Uh, at least I didn't joke about snake handling this time. That totally freaks visitors out. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to slaughter chickens up there. <laughs> They're like, ah, not good. 
That's right, half done. There you go. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, I love our church. Well, we do have a birthday, so uh, Michael Boland. Everybody sing happy birthday to Michael Boland today. Hey, everybody. Happy birthday. He's like, come on. You didn't leave. Happy birthday to you. Oh, man, welcome. Man, many more. You know, we, we're, we're having the Jump Into Spring Festival uh, out the back for our community. Uh, we got bounce houses, cookout, all kinds of stuff. And Michael's like, you're throwing me a party, man? I'm like, yeah, sure, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. I love that cat. So on the back of the Connect card, um, and these are things that we can look at as far as, hey, we're starting a new service. We're starting, uh, you know, we're growing. We're you know, uh, God is increasing our number, frankly, daily, and I love to see this. So, so for some of us, we're at different stages. Everybody got along with me? Can you read along with me on this? Uh, my next step is, if this may be you, follow Jesus. My next step is to be baptized. I had a, got somebody approached me this morning wanting to be baptized next week. They want to rededicate their life. Um, how wonderful is that? And we've got a couple of folks getting baptized next week. And every time somebody gets baptized, I get a little bit clipped. Because um, it's just wonderful. I mean, it's just a, it's an incredible thing for what God is doing in, in, in the lives of the people in our community. I truly believe that our vision that the community is better and knows that they're better because we're here is not ha- because New City Church is here. It's because God shows up and does his thing. Amen. And people look at us and they go, thank God you came. Right. And showed us and, and presented us to to the Lord. Um, some people need to be discipled. You know, Jesus said in, his, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Great Commission, he said that, that we are to go into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey, which is the last part is actually tremendously, horrifically neglected in the American church, is it not? And so we have emphasized that for a long time. Yes, we're going to baptize people. Yes, we're going we're gonna to bring that, baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We're going to introduce them, th- them to the Savior. But the thing I love about this is that we continue on and not just put somebody in a Bible study, but actually teach people to obey the Lord. It's a radical concept, but it's supposed to be normal, right? And so I love that, but we will never forget the whole uh, evangeliz- evangelistic part of this. And I'm going to talk about evangelism here in a little while because some people hear evangelism and they go, whoa, whoa, does that, that mean I got to like put a white suit on and sit on a gold throne and like you got to come to know Jesus, right? And you're like, no, no, it's not like that. Evangelism is seeking and saving the lost, but we don't do the seeking and saving. It is the Lord that does it. And some people are looking for uh, like, what is this crazy church all about? And so we're going to be ramping up city walks here in the next couple of months again. And then what City Walk is, is kind of an introduction to the church and to New City and what we believe and why we're here and what the vision of, of New City Church is. For some of you that are called and you're thinking, ah, you know what, I need to, I need to serve. Here's some great ways to serve. Kid City is a, is a birth to sixth grade, whatever you're called to. But here's what I love about this. Says. It doesn't say babysitting children. It says discipling children. We've had kids leave Kid City and and blow their parents' minds, right? Like, how did you know that? Like, oh, man, we learned it in, 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 in Kid City today. Or we learned it in, in church. And, oh, it's so wonderful to see 
Some of you want to be called today and you feel like, yeah, you know what, I could greet. I could, I could bring people in. If you can smile and shake hands, man, it's a wonderful place to, to be. It's an it's a easy spot to, to get in as a greeter. Start working in the coffee bar, which, you know, uh, guys, I love. Thank you guys for bringing us coffee and that kind of thing and donuts and watermelon water and all. It's, I mean, just fantastic because, I don't know, it just perks me up a little bit and that kind of thing. Parking or security. If, man, I love these cats that do this. Like, like rain or shine, these guys are out there in their umbrellas and they're doing all kinds of stuff and they're, you know, bringing, like, you got a mom out there that's got a, a baby carriage and a, a, a diaper bag and a, you know, a, I mean, like purse and whatever, you know, like extra change of clothes, I mean, whatever they got. It's like, oh, we need help. And so it's just awesome for the parking team to be able to help and to guide and be the first smiling face that people see. We have worship arts, we have musicians and, and vocals. Some people are interested in singing. Some people are interested in working the tech sound type stuff. Thank you, Gage and Casey, for doing that. <coughs> Got our youth going on out there, man. I tell you what, man, it's good stuff. We have uh, teaching slides. Some people want to be able to do slides and can do some of that graphic design, right? All those, if you have interest in any of those kinds of things, guys, check that out and put your name, make sure you put your name on the front. I've had people say, I want to be baptized, and I want to work in, uh, as a greeter, and I want to maybe uh, help with the slides, and you turn it over, and they can't get hold of them. You're like, oh, crap. You know? <laughs> Who are these people, right? Oh, I've, I've, I've actually had somebody say, I want to be baptized. And, and everybody else like, oh, no. They're probably like, ah, oh, you don't even care about me, but they couldn't get hold of them, so make sure. There's also ways we can serve our community. One of the things that we do here is we have a connect team. And if you're interested in that, what that is is somebody who's new to the area, new to the church. We want to see them get plugged in and serving or into a city group or somehow into a relationship, ultimately to make them a, a disciple. We have a care team, folks that do hospital visits. Dave and Janice run the care team. And, and they have two times during the week to actually uh, sit and they, and they pray together collectively for the church, for the community, for the leaders, for the country. And for those who are in need of some kind, and that's uh, actually Wednesdays at 1230 uh, and Thursday evenings at 7 o'clock, they meet here to do that. We have a community team, though, folks that, that want to love on the community and serve the community. We have serve days and intentional prayer times. Any of those things that you're interested in, guys, as we are going to a third service, it is going to be absolutely critical that we are uh, engaged and serving and generous with our time. And we're finishing up our generosity survey, or uh, ser- sermon series uh, today, as a matter of fact. We greater than me, when Jesus said, you know, the gra- the, the, this is how you pray for uh, our Father, right? Forgive us our trespasses. So on and on and on where he starts talking about those kinds of things. And throughout the Old Testament and New, there's this concept of we are part of something much bigger than just, just ourselves. And it's the body of believers, it's the, it's, the, it's the church that Jesus is coming back for that we are uh, truly uh, like submitting to and realizing, man, we've got to use, according to Jesus, if we're followers of him, our time, our talents, our money, our gifts, our everything for the benefit of the church and the, the, the expansion and, the, and the, the, um, reaching out to bring people into the kingdom. Amen? Like, we will never stop doing that. One of the large, huge things that we do is we give to church planning organizations and, and, and all those things that we do. Like, we reach out to people and want to, want, to, want to show them and introduce them to the only one that can save us. 
Jesus Christ. See, we talked last week about the fact that Jesus came on the Sermon on the Mount, his very first public ministry sermon. <coughs> and, he, and, he, and he's on this mountain, right, with his disciples. And there's this crowd that has, has gathered. And he comes to this level spot on the, on the mountain. And he starts talking to the crowds for the first time publicly. And I say this every week because I'm still mesmerized by his, by his sermon. Because it is the most um, incredible, beautiful, wonderful thing that he did. He laid it down for everybody. There were religious people that were condemning all kinds of people and, and shackling people with rules and regulations that, that had nothing to do with the commands of the scriptures of the Old Testament. Man, and he starts dropping bombs. He starts saying things like, you've heard it said, do not commit murder. But I tell you, he establishes his authority and he says, I'm telling you. Like, if you have this hatred in your heart, you're guilty of committing that, that sin. I, you've heard it said, do not commit adultery. But, but I say that if you have lust in your heart, that you're guilty of that. And he, he simplified it, yet, yet challenged us to not just do an outward expression of a obedience. Like, yeah, I'm not killing anybody. And yeah, I'm not really having uh, sex with anybody but sex except for my, my spouse. But he says it's a matter of the heart. And he starts talking and he... And, and he and, and, he, and he just goes and he goes and he goes until he reaches the cross, right? And next, you know, this Friday we're going to talk about the, the you know, we're going to have the Good Friday service that starts at 5.30. And then we're going to, between the two services, we have a 5.30 service and a 7 o'clock service. Between the two services, we're going to have downstairs the Lord's Supper. And we're going to have it explained to us what the Last Supper means. Man, it's going to be a beautiful, awesome thing that we're going to do. Thank you, Ed, for, for doing that. Thank you, Eric, I think, for doing that as well. And so thank you for, 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 for guiding us and leading us in that. But it's going to be an amazing thing. We're not going to celebrate the, the death of Jesus, but on Sunday, oh, man, it is on like Donkey Kong, right? I mean, it is wonderful to think that, that not only did Jesus fulfill hundreds of prophecies from the Old Testament to the New Testament, but he healed people. He lived a perfect life. He, was, he, he did am amazing things. And if that wasn't enough, rose from the freaking dead. Like people saw him. Hundreds of people saw him and were willing to suffer mightily for what they said they saw. A risen Jesus. Hey, Muhammad didn't do that. Buddha didn't do that. Confucius, no say, right? Like none of this stuff happened except Jesus who rose from the dead. Guys, that's ridiculous, right? And so I love that. So knowing that now, when we read in Mark 4, the parable of the sower, when he starts talking about the different soils of the hearts, and guys, keep in mind that all the scriptures are in context of all the other scriptures. And we believe that the Bible is the complete and inspired and inerrant word of God. And so when we look at this, we go, man, this is, this is God in the flesh speaking to his direct disciples, and he's teaching them. And so I love the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. If you don't know it, it is a, it is a companion of Peter, most likely, that, that wrote the gospel of Mark. Some people call him uh, Mark the Evangelist. And when you hear the word evangelist, I kind of alluded it to it before. You hear the word evangelist, you hear the weirdness of this. But this evangelism is simply reaching the lost. And here's what I want to challenge people on. Like some of you are wired that way. You want to go reach people for the lost. And you want to go bring people into the kingdom. And you start looking at that. You're going, oh man, 
Here's what I want you to understand, and we'll talk about this in the scriptures here too, that it is up to Jesus who knows him. Let me repeat that. You guys with me on this, right? It is up to Jesus to, who knows him and who doesn't know him. Like, we don't have the power to convert anybody, right? We don't have the power to make someone know Jesus, to open the eyes of his sheep. Only Jesus does. But we get to introduce people to the shepherd. Parable of the sower starts, you know, what I love about Mark is that it's, it's so evangelistic in nature. It's Jesus went here and he saved, and he went here and he saved and he healed, and he went here and here and here, and he saved and he healed here, here. And here, and it was more of a lot of travel language, and and then he went here, and then he went there. It was one of the shortest; it's the shortest of the gospels, and it, and he just is such a summary thing. But Mark has that has that heart of an evangelist, and he says, "Man, he saved these people and saved these people." Listen to what he says in Mark four, starting in verse one. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large <coughs> that he got into a boat and sat out on the lake. All the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables. A parable is a story. A parable is an analogy. It's not a direct teaching necessarily. And he does it for a particular reason, which he explains here in a little bit. And in his teaching, he said, listen. When Jesus says listen, we're supposed to listen. Exactly. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Before I continue, some people think of this as the, okay, so I'm an evangelist, right? So I've got to remember what kind of soil I'm sowing the seed on. But man, we've got to look at it all in context about the heart of the, of the, of the matter of what he's talking about here. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the, the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell along the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was what? Shallow, right? Not a lot of depth there. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus says, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was, uh, when he was alone, the twelve and, uh, and the others around him asked him about the parables. And he told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Now, what is the secret of the kingdom of God? Gee, who said it? Jesus, exactly right. I'm it, right? It has been given to, to you. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. To you, But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables. And he quotes Isaiah here. So that they may, never, they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and, and be forgiven. Jesus says later that my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. I give them eternal life. And here's what we do as an evangelist. And we're going we're gonna to really, really tie, like, like lean into evangelism over the next few weeks. We want to bring people into the kingdom, right? And we're going to do that. But here's the thing that I want to encourage us. Like as we are sowing seeds, man, wherever the, the seeds fall is up to God, right? 
however they're perceived, however the fertile the, the ground is. Somebody may look, oh man, that's a fertile person. I can tell them about Jesus and they're going to blow up. And you find out, man, they're going to get choked out. See, what he continues to say is, is then, then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the what? The word. So we give people the word. Jesus says, I, for this reason I was born, when he's talking to Pilate, for this reason I was born, for this reason I came into the world to testify to the truth. And Jesus says, sanctify, as he's praying for his disciples, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. So Jesus came to testify to the word. Some people are like seed along the path. And guys, before I continue, I want us to be thinking about this. Ask yourself, ask God, where's my heart? Like, where am I, God? Where, am, where is my heart in this? What kind of heart do I have? Some people are like seed along the path. See, this parable is not just about those who are evangelizing, but those who are also receiving. Where the word is sown, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was within, that was sown in them. Man, how many of us does that happen to? Man, I was talking to a lady this morning who says, man, I walked away from the church for a long time. I was mad at God, right? Others, like seen sown, in rocky pl- sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. Man, I love this Jesus, man. This is the bomb.com. I can't, whoa, this is awesome, right? I love our church. I love the, the music. I love, preaching's all right, but, but you know, it's fantastic. But since they have no root, it lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Oh, so you're going to be one of them Jesus freaks now. Oh, so you're going to have to wear no makeup. Oh, so you're going to have to do, oh, no dancing, no drinking, no smoking, no anything like that. No PG-13 movies. Don't even read your newspaper. The only thing you need to be reading is whatever your pastor writes down in your newspapers or your your Bibles. No newspapers. No, no, stay stay isolated from the outside world. And ridiculous. Ridiculous. others like seed song among the thorns hear the word but listen to what he says here I hear it but the worries of this life what did Jesus say last week we talked about the sermon on, on the mount why do you worry can worrying add a an hour to your life what a great question pagans run after what we eat what we drink what we what we wear where we live, not so with you. It's the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of what? Wealth. This is about generosity too. And the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Wow. Others. This is where I pray we are as a church. Where I pray I get to. There are things in my life I am still hard on my heart. There are things in my life I'm still rocky. There are things in my life where I'm still got thorns. 
And it's a daily struggle for me, and I know it's a daily struggle for some of you guys. Some of y'all don't even know you have one yet. A struggle. Until the word of God is revealed and you go, oh, crap. <laughs> right? In a great way. Others like seeds sown on good soil hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 times what it was sown. And this is where I want us to be thinking as we reach people, as we go on mission, as we bring people into the kingdom. Some of us are going to look like from the outside, man, they're really successful evangelists, right? Look, they talked to three people last week. Every single one of them accepted Jesus. I talked to 200 last week. Nobody did. This is up to God. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll just do the work of an evangelist. Go and seek and save the lost. Because it is God that's going to do it. As we go, as we go reach, as we go communicate to people and introduce them to the great, amazing, beautiful, wonderful shepherd. Let God do his work. Just relax. Just talk. Answer questions. Let him do his thing. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. I give them eternal life. Not me. Not you. But Jesus. So that's why it's fun. That's why it's relaxing. It's like, wait a second. You mean there's not going to be a performance review at the end of the year? Jesus, you're not going to grade me on my evangelism because I didn't produce anybody? No, well done, my good and faithful servant. You went and talked to a gazillion people, right? And love them. Heck yes, man. Heck yes, man. Absolutely. And serve them. Went on mission on their behalf so that they didn't have to go to hell. Be frank, right? For some of us, where are you? Where are you? Are you the thorny soil? Are you the heart? Guys, examine our hearts. Ask God what he thinks. The thorny soil is distracted. Those who hear the word but are choked out by life's worries. Are you the rocky soil? Is that where your heart is? You might even be others focused. You, are, you may hear the word with joy, but it takes no root. And anything you do is like, okay, I got to go save these people. Right? Because nobody, if, it's, if, no, if I don't do it, nobody will. And it's up to me. I got to go save these people. I got to go make sure that, that they're served. I got to go make sure. That, guys, let God do his thing. He's the one with the power. Just roll. Are you the path? It's so hard because you got so many, like you're just so focused on myself. Guys, sometimes I'm in these different quadrants. I gotta get, gotta admit. Do you hear the word today, but don't act on it? I pray that God tills you, tills your heart to make it good soil, released, free. You hear the word, you retain it, you persevere, you produce a crop. That lasts for eternity. Amen. Father, we love you more than we can tell you. You have done amazing things this morning. (coughs) 
And yet again, you are, you filled your church up with a bunch of Jesus freaks. A bunch of Bible thumpers. I love it. But you've also filled, Lord, your house this morning with people that are questioning. And, and God, we forgot to talk about our series on Monday nights at 7. And, and where answers questions, legitimate questions about you, about your word, about your son. And so, God, those who have questions, may they be answered legitimately. May they be answered not with, well, you just got to have more faith or you need to read your Bible. May they be answered, God, with love. May they be answered with intelligence. May you challenge us to do that, God. Some of us are coming in with pain and hurt and agony. May you comfort us in that. Some of us are coming in with indifference. Lord, may you make the difference in their life. Open their heart, open their mind, open their ears to hear your word. God, you rose from the dead. That is ridiculous. So that we could be saved. Lord, we love you. And it is in your son's amazing and awesome name we pray. As we take communion this morning, Lord, your word says, do not do this in an unworthy manner. Examine your hearts. If you have someone has something against you or if you have something against an anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred. Before you take the Lord's Supper, your word says to deal with it. Examine your hearts, our brothers and sisters. And we ask these things, Lord, in your precious and amazing son's name. All God's people in the house said, amen.